Welcome to the Roundtable at Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church, a podcast of discussions with substance. Join our staff and leaders of our church as we journey through topics that inform, engage, and inspire the daily life of our church. Hello and welcome to another Roundtable with Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church. We are so excited to be returning to talk more about worship. And today I am joined by a lot of our music staff to talk about worship. So really excited about that. I'm Kathleen McMurray, uh, the pastor of Connecting Ministries and Worship. Excited to be with you today. And I'm Frode Gunderson. I am new here and I'm excited to be on staff with you all. I am the director of music, arts and worship. And I started last week. Yeah. I'm Brooke Sanchez-Hobbs. I'm one of the contemporary worship leaders on staff, and I also work with um, our student ministry, and I'm working towards building up a youth um, worship team this fall, so super exciting stuff. My name is Trenton Teagar, and I'm also one of our other uh, contemporary worship leaders, and I also work with uh, children's and families um, opportunities for uh, worship here at Pulaski Heights. So what are some of the most, um, if you could pick a few, uh, incredible worship experiences that you've had, times where you just come out of, of worship and say, oh, wow, I went to worship. This, this was worship. I think for me, I think of a specific um, group that I had the opportunity of leading worship for um, in my time in Northwest Arkansas. Um, I was, another door that got opened for me was leading worship for a recovery ministry, um, and man, those people were desperate for Jesus. Mm. And there's just something really cool about gathering together with people who are just so like hungry for worship. On Sunday morning, sometimes we're still waking up and we're not quite as, you know, but it's also important, but everybody in that room was just, um, I mean, all in um, yeah. into worship. And um, so leading worship for a recovery ministry, that was incredible. Another um, experience that I, recall is actually back in 2014 I was a delegate for the global young missions convocation or young global young people's convocation for the UMC it's okay. like the um, general conference for kind of youth and young people mm. and we went to the Philippines actually with Jay Clark Reverend Jay Clark and um, we had the opportunity on Sunday morning to actually go to United Methodist Church mm -hmm. in the Philippines and that was just such a special moment like I didn't know the language but I knew the liturgy um, and just a reminder that we oh, are a global beautiful. church. We, um, yeah, God knows no country, knows no race. Um, so that was just really powerful for me. Yeah. I'll go. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I've, ha I've had several uh, experiences leading worship that mm -hmm. have been really powerful. Um, like my first Sunday here at Blasky Highs, that was... Uh, really powerful because I remember uh, just feeling of a sense of, you know, peace uh, with being with this worship community for the first time. But, um, you know, oddly, one of my most uh, powerful experiences was when I was not leading worship. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I'm involved in a organization called the Fellowship United Methodists in Music, Worship, and Arts. And I do a lot of um, events with them. And um, it's a, a coalition of uh, worship artists from all across the country where we get together and um, do various events um, annually and biannually and things like that. And there was one convocation that we had where there's over 300 people 
um, that are all worship leaders and uh, uh, worship artists of, of various sorts. And just some of those experiences in worship when we come together in uh, the congregational song that is produced from that is just so moving and powerful that it's um, any time that that body of, of people sing together, it's, it's amazing. So. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to, there's so many. You know, I, on I know. any given week, I would say <laughs> last sure. week, last Sunday was special, but I would say since I've been doing this a long time, of course, I, I cherish my my uh, Sunday to Sunday worship experiences, but I've had some, uh, some pretty big experiences. Uh, when you were talking, Brooke, it made me think about uh, the things I did outside of our four walls or my, you know, wherever our four walls are. And... Um, I've had the opportunity to uh, take my choir to General Conference. Mm-hmm. We're in Tampa, cool. Florida, and we did the memorial service. And it was, it was just such mm. an honor to do it. But uh, whenever I can worship and, and bring music to other groups and we worship together, I don't know, somehow it's, it's extra special. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple years ago, or 19, right before COVID hit, um, I took a group and we went to uh, the Baltics and we were in Latvia for their uh, United Methodist General Conference. Mm-hmm. And I'll be really totally honest, um, we knew it was that, but we thought we, it ended up we were the, <laughs> we, we did not know we were advertised as the the group to end their conference. Oh, and wow. so there was the bishop from Russia. No there was way. the, yes, and then there were representatives. <laughs> it was in three languages and I was like, Oh my goodness. Uh, but it ended up being just amazing. And then their musicians, uh, which was their uh, modern contemporary mm-hmm. musicians, but in a very unique way. Mm-hmm. And it somehow was spectacular. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it all meshed together is what I'm saying. All these different genres of music. The Holy Spirit. All the languages. <laughs> That's awesome. And just what you said, we are we are all children of God. And mm-hmm. it's great when you can find those commonalities mm-hmm. uh, where are those moments when you see that. Mm-hmm. And I just wish everybody could see that. For sure. Yes, I had um, when I had a, an opportunity when I was in seminary to live in Thailand for nine months. Mm-hmm. Oh, and wow. uh, one of my favorite, I had got to worship in a number of different churches, but um, one of the orphanages that I served at while I was there for a while had a little bitty bamboo hut mm-hmm. that you know, all these kids had made streamers for to make it more um, decorative. Um, but it was their little chapel, um, and it had a, a little cross that was cut out of some of the bamboo siding on the little hut. And um, getting up every morning with them at 5.30, and they would have worship every single day at That's this cool. little orphanage, and they would just sing a couple of songs and hear a scripture and pray. And um, like you said, I didn't, you know, some of these songs were sung, and I was like, I don't know the language. I don't know the words but I know yeah. what you're singing. I know what you're singing, you know, mm-hmm. at, based on the spirit, based on the facial expressions mm-hmm. of these children, you know, there's, there's, a, there's something there that, that I can connect to and relate to, even though, like, I have yeah. no clue what exact words you're saying um, in that language. And so I love what worship can do, what music can do in worship across um, across language barriers and ethnic barriers and all of these barriers that I think we sometimes put on things God doesn't. Mm. Um, And then another kind of instance that comes to mind was just last Christmas 
here at Pulaski Heights. I remember leaving after the 11 o'clock service, uh, the 11 p.m. service. So leaving Christmas Day at 12:20 a.m. or whatever time it was, we'd been there all day. Um, been you know I think I was a part of all of the six worship services that we had. So completely worn out and completely exhausted, but just leaving the church and for the first time after COVID, you know, since mm -hmm. since COVID, just um, experiencing so much worship and celebrating the birth of Christ um, and just leaving at 1220 a.m. And it was the best kind of tired um, that like energized tired. But you know, sure. And that's that's really getting back to what 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 is worship? What is music and worship? That's really what I want to happen. I want people to leave uh, the worship service feeling refreshed, yes. ready for the week, feeling energized that we've given them something, whatever yes. it is that they, they needed that in Absolutely. that moment. Yeah. And that's what I think that, you know, the power of worship can do. It, it, it is to give people and to speak to people wherever they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We talked about that some last time, but, um, that a worship service, it's it's so neat, you know, from from a preaching standpoint, that we'll have people in two different, that they get something completely different out of the same, they both were there hearing yeah. the right. same thing. Yeah. Um, and they heard the Spirit speaking to them through my words in different ways. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but God does that in worship and music uh, and just all that we do. Um, the spirit moves. I'm just laughing because I was thinking in choir, you know, I do a lot of talking and talk about the text and, you know, and throw in a little, little theology in there. Yay. Um, but uh, it always amazes me when somebody will come and say something really profound and mm -hmm. said, oh, where'd you hear that? And they're like, well, you, you told me that. And I'm like, I did. <laughs> Maybe I did, but maybe they they expounded That's on cool. it or something. Yes. <laughs> that has to be God because it wasn't me. <laughs> God does amazing things. Uh, love it. Love that we get to be a part of that. So what are some of your, um, we mentioned, I, I asked you guys last time, but I definitely want to hear Froda and maybe you guys have some other thoughts mm -hmm. um, after sitting on it for yeah. a little bit. Um, some of your favorite worship songs or hymns. We've been talking about... Um, like that moment right whenever the pandemic hit and it wasn't soon after that the song the blessing came out i don't know if you recall and it's based on which scripture you said um the lord bless you and keep you yes. may his face shine upon you, you and be gracious unto yes you. um wherever that is in yes. the gospel yeah and um i don't know there's that moment whenever that song came out right when the pandemic hit i was like wow this is the song that we needed, and I think it was written before March 2020. Um, I think they wrote it before the pandemic, but the world, um, even like some classic worship leaders were familiar with this song. It just really felt like it brought everybody together, but that's always, that's been one in the past two years that has really just stuck with me. Mm -hmm. um, worship really does bring people together. Yeah. It does. Well, I mean, I could mention like choral anthems that nobody would know what I was talking about that really are special to me and composers. But so if I stick to hymnology, hymns, you know, traditional hymns, uh, there's just so many. But uh, I just am a, a big um, uh, reader of the, the text and the words. And when the when the words of a hymn are you know, all of us musicians understand this, are married to a, a beautiful tune that just somehow works with that text mm -hmm. and elevates that text, just like yes. I was saying we want to do in worship. That Those are the hymns that usually really speak to me. But some of my, again, some of my favorite hymns are the ones that speak to me personally. Mm -hmm. So um, I love one of the very, and it's a very old-timey hymn, but 
um, whenever I was going through something as a uh, you know, dramatic theater-minded kid <laughs> growing up in small towns where sports was everything. You know, as I had a moment, I would go to the piano and play hymns. And like, so to me, uh, and when my mom died, the first hymn I uh, thought of, she died right before Christmas, just a few days before Christmas. And it was really tough because we had a full, just like y'all, we had a full season of uh, services. I went and played Blessed Assurance. You know, and so those those tunes, I'm going to cry, I think, and I don't want to. Those tunes that really speak to your heart, yes. words that speak to your heart, whatever they are, you know, they become very personal and you'll never forget them. My mother, who went through Alzheimer's, um, this speaks to the power of music where she couldn't in the end remember, you know, who she was speaking to or anything. Um, on her very last day, I happened to be with her. I'm sorry, this is going to get a little heavy, but I didn't plan on going here. But... Mm -hmm. I was there with her, and near on her bed, uh, sitting next to her bedside. She's from Norway and loves this composer Greek. And there's some famous tunes that people don't know they know because they hear them all the time. And one is called "Morning Elegy," and I turned it on. It's an orchestral piece, and she squeezed my hand, and a tear came down her eye. And the last word she said was "beautiful," wow. and then she said, "Thank you, Froda." She hadn't said my name in a while. And that, you know, that's the power of music. It reaches so far inside of us. Absolutely. That really wasn't the answer to your question, but I, <laughs> no. I just felt like, you know, there's so many hymns that do that for me. Mm -hmm. That they do, they, yes, it reaches inside of us. And there's so many, um, I've heard so many stories of, and experienced it in my own ministry, whether it is music or whether it is a piece of worship like uh, a liturgical piece like the Lord's Prayer or the mm -hmm. Apostles' Creed where when folks have Alzheimer's and there's a lot that they can't remember, mm -hmm. um, they can remember the, a song or they can remember the Apostles' Creed mm -hmm. or the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. And there is something that is so deep, deep mm -hmm. inside of us that... Uh, it becomes a part of you. That yeah. It becomes such a part of you. Exactly right. Like, it becomes such a part of you that... Um, that it's always there. Um, and that's just, that's so powerful. One of um, my favorites um, is uh, It Is Well With My Soul mm -hmm. that brings back memories of um, just, I remember, um, you know, you remember certain things. And I remember when uh, we were in the middle of the pandemic, the pandemic had just started. So in the middle of like high shutdown. <laughs> and um, then on a Saturday night or Saturday afternoon um, before Sunday, I was living in Jonesboro at the time, and we got a we had a tornado run through the town, um, and it destroyed a huge portion of uh, the town and the community, and um, it just devastated this community in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah. Um, and I called my my music director and I said all right we're changing worship for tomorrow like yeah. um, we've got to do it and so um, she sat down I stayed at their house that night uh, her house that night because um, I did not have power or internet and was having to make all these phone calls and try and coordinate worship so I stayed at her house and um, she got on the piano and started um, playing through different hymns um, and one of them was it as well and I was like oh we definitely need to sing that tomorrow um, and the just that um, that can be music can be and prayers can be and worship can be for me um, even when we're not there or we're mm -hmm. not feeling it 
um, when we come into a community and can sing something, we can find strength. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. And we can find faith and resilience um, sometimes uh, when we don't know. You know, when you're saying, uh, people might not know this, Brooke and I worked together yeah. at Central, <laughs> and we went through the beginning of the pandemic together, together, right? together. when we were trying to th we remember that first Zoom week <laughs> when, I don't know when you all shut down, but we shut down on, the decision was made on a Thursday. Uh -huh. And then we had to put some content out, <laughs> slash a worship service, and we didn't. We weren't on television like you all, so we didn't have you know all the the bells and whistles. Yeah, sure. And like a lot of churches, we quickly adapted and learned. Mm. But you know, <laughs> we got together we got and we did blended worship for because we thought, oh, this is only gonna be three weeks. Yes, yeah, that's what so we let's did just too do at my service. church. Uh -huh. We did yeah. one service, blended worship. Yeah, and then we quickly, you know, like <laughs> yeah, the rest of the world, and so then we branched out. But I mean, mm -hmm. uh, I remember how much work it was to put music out. But what's really interesting is nobody said, no minister, no worship leader said, well, maybe we just do a sermon in the scripture in the prayer. No, there had to be music. Yes. In that time of need uh, uh, of uncertainty for the world, people wanted Absolutely. music. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't have a favorite um, song that has a story like <laughs> shared so far, or at least not right now that's coming to me. But I think that, uh, you know, we said last, last uh, episode that we did that um, for modern music, the the music is changing so quickly that uh, it's hard for Brooke and I to really latch on to uh, modern uh, worship music, but uh, uh, Firm Foundation is one that um, uh, uh, He Won't is one right now that uh, really speaks to me. But, uh, you know, I mentioned some hymns uh, last episode that I like, and those are still real um, favorite ones of mine. But what uh, Froda said about how when text and uh, tune are married mm -hmm. together uh, brought back another um, hymn that I've always resonated with is um, uh, Ruth Duck's uh, Wash O God Our Sons and Daughters. Uh, the text is um, very, very, very powerful um, about just being washed um, together in community uh, with God. And um, then, the, then the tune Beach Spring um, is one that is just, it just resonates with such peace um, and with throughout the whole tune and just yeah, it's a great all, great it always it just marries together uh, so well and so thanks thanks for reminding me it's <laughs> awesome yes yes well do you all have any favorite music um, or favorite musical artist that you'd like to share that is not uh, outside of church music <laughs> well I, I I can appreciate all music as <laughs> as art and really kind of get down to anything. Um, but I'd say if I were to listen to music that like I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna listen to music, you know, um, I probably would pick something in the uh, progressive rock or okay. or maybe alternative rock area. Mm -hmm. So uh, something like Muse, or but also something like the Beatles as well yeah. too. So that would be good. But you know, I, I, you know, I think music is is also situational. Mm. So like if I'm cleaning the house or something, you're gonna put something like you know really energetic on. But yeah. um, if I'm working out, you know. Maybe some R and B or something, or some hip. You, you never know. So. <laughs> R and B, all right. 
Um, for me, this is a really hard question. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, very much. Basically, tough. it's what do you listen to on your Spotify? Or what's your <laughs> playlist, right? Yeah. That's what you're, that's really personal. It is <laughs> I, personal. I also, I also have a two-year-old, so. Um, oh. Yes. Like, so yours is, is it Blippy? Is that no, what the? Well, Bluey's the TV Bluey, show, that's who I'm thinking there's, of. There's tons of kids' music out there. Uh, Casper Baby Pants is actually. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Oh, um, my God. Okay. The artist that is. Casper Baby Pants. Okay. Yes. Okay. He actually used to be in a rock band, so <laughs> it's kind of um, it resonates with me musically. Oh my goodness! Uh, so but anyway, go ahead. Uh, you know, I think for me, I find myself really latching onto albums. Like an an album will come out, and I'll listen to it until I wear it out, until oh, I'm yeah. just sick of it. And so, like some that I think of are Alabama Shakes, um, Sound and Color. That was a big one that I loved. Um, Right now, I'm not gonna lie. I'm loving Harry Styles' new album. It's so good. It's been the soundtrack it is of good. my summer, isn't it good? It is good. It's so good. Um, and then Lizzo just came out with an album, and she's rocking it as well. So that's been fun to clean the house too. I recommend Lizzo while cleaning the house. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> well, I don't know if I should share this with everyone, but um, so I studied to be a classical musician. Uh, but I worked my way through college and grad school by playing uh, not that kind of music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I was hired to play, you know, Heavy restaurant metal? gigs. Uh, no, no, I was uh, I was a lounge lizard. Okay. <laughs> you want to know? Yeah. And I made, uh, you know, and it was it worked with my schedule because, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, so I'd play for parties. I'd play in hotel. And I would play, <laughs> um, you know, wherever yes. I could get a gig. And so... Obviously, it was it was uh, whatever was popular then, and depending on the venue. Um, when I was in Memphis, my first uh, postgraduate school church job, I had a five years job at Bartlett United Methodist Church, which is a suburb of Memphis. Um, on the weekends, I was playing at Paulette's, which is a French restaurant in the theater district, on Fridays and Saturday nights piano bar and they wanted strictly like uh you know theater type music broadway mm -hmm. tunes uh, gershwin irving berlin and then you know this was in the mid 90s so you know all the the love songs from all the yeah. movies you yeah. know <laughs> and the, and <laughs> my the, best the friend's era of wedding comedies yeah yes. when, yes. when yes. they were accompanied by you know I'm a real sure. sappy song <laughs> and you know so I tend, to, people always ask me, what do you listen to? I, I, I rarely listen to, in the car, uh, honestly, it's going to disappoint so many people, I'll listen to talk radio, because really? music's going on in my head all the time. But if I'm driving, like I had to drive a couple times back and forth from Fayetteville to Little Rock as I was moving, um, yeah, I have an eclectic mix. I also am like you, I can wear something out, Yeah. and then I'm like, I don't want to hear it, you know, after mm -hmm. a while. Um, but I, I love I love pop music. I grew up on pop and rock. I'm a, a kid of the 80s and 90s, you know. And so that music still, you know, if I hear a really great tune from when I was, <laughs> a, you know, what do we all do? We just turn it yep, up. Yep, and, yep. Yeah, and I like to, to learn a lot of things. I think as I get older, there's some things that I, I realize I don't have to like and don't have to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> so there's certain genres, you know. Of, of popular music I don't listen to, and I won't say it because I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I think also all genres of music inform us as musicians. For sure. And honestly, getting back to what we do in the church will make us better uh, mm. uh, music leaders. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. 
Well, thank you guys so much for being a part of this conversation and um, for all that y'all do uh, in the church to help amplify the worship and allow God to move in that. Um, music is so very important. And thank you for uh, coming and to be, being a part of this tonight, um, but then also being a part of what we do in worship mm -hmm. and participating in that, whether you worship with us in person or online or via broadcast. Uh, we thank you for worshiping with Pulaski Heights. So have a great week. Uh, walk with Jesus and tell somebody about Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church. Mm -hmm.